Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever it is that you're listening to us. We want to thank you in advance. We as fans have always appreciated your input as fellow fans. When you're happy, we're happy. When you're upset, we are too. But sometimes we're just a little bit more honest. We are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. You can find us on Twitter at Bastards underscore Boston. I am your host, Charlie Smith, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. You can find me on Twitter at Smith underscore MLB. Our other hosts for this episode are Terry Cushman coming to us from Myrtle Beach in South Carolina by way of Wyndham, Maine, and Nick Face coming to us from Reading, Massachusetts. Nick, how are you and where can the fans find you on Twitter? Thank you, Charlie. I'm doing well, except for the Red Sox being terrible this weekend, but otherwise doing fine. They can find me at Twitter at FaceTheFacts15. Excellent. And Terry, how are you doing and where can the fans find you? I am doing so good. And they can find me at Cushman MLB. <laughs> so good. I almost felt like we were at Fenway Park for just a, a quick second there. So for this episode, we do have some great hot takes. Uh, Nick, I'm going to let you lead us off with our hot takes episode. What is your first one? This is a good one. This one came from Wilson from Castaway. Um <laughs> The notorious MV is his Twitter. He's asked or said for his take, the Sox should trade for and extend Shane Bieber. I do want to say, if you can dial it back to the very beginning of the season, Shane Bieber was actually my pick to win the Cy Young for this year in the AL. I'm not looking that great on that pick right now. He's 5-5 five and five right now with a 369 ERA. Been a pretty average kind of uh, pitcher for the uh, – I almost said the Cleveland. They are the Cleveland Guardians, not the Indians, right? As we uh, as we have known, I like Shane Bieber. I do. The question is, would I trade for him right now in this season? When I don't think he's going to move the needle for this team and get them anywhere closer to a postseason bid. I like Shane Bieber, but for the package and everything to get him on that, I don't think it's it's logical right now. I will say, though, I do think Shane Bieber would do very well with a change of scenery with another team of sorts. So I look at these numbers that he's putting up right now with Cleveland and saying to myself, they're they're pretty decent on a better team. Could he get his groove together and get some wins and be consistent? Yeah, I do. I think he could be a much better pitcher than what he's throwing right now for this season. So. That's uh, that's the take on that. So I disagree with him coming basically for the Red Sox and everything, but I, I like the thought. Terry? I'm not real keen on bringing in a guy like Bieber. Uh, his velocity isn't quite what it used to be. If you go back to a Cy Young year, which was 2020, say what you want about it, but he had a 14.2 strikeout per nine. That's astronomical. Astronomical. This year, he's got a 6.9 strikeout per nine. Less than half of what it was in 2020. He's not getting the strikeouts. I wouldn't want to extend him early because he's one of those guys I would just want to see what the market is. You might be able to get him way cheaper than what you think you could sign him for. So... Not huge on it. I would only trade for him if, like Nick said, I felt better about our playoff chances. 
and I wouldn't overpay uh, in terms of prospects either. So uh, Bieber, not high on my list. Same here. Uh, I mean, Terry, you just talked about the number one stat that dropped off significantly. When you're in the 14s and you drop to six, your spin rate has changed. You're recovering from an injury. You're just not the same guy just to make it short and sweet. The idea is cute, but it's just not realistic. I, I just don't see the Sox doing it. And Terry, to your point, we could get him for a lot cheaper if that ends up going that route. Uh, Terry, why don't you hit us with your hot take? My first hot take comes from Kessler Brock. He says, uh, also deadline related, trade several guys to get younger guys and prospects. This team is not going anywhere. The problem with that is I don't think ownership really wants to blow it up. They basically blocked Heim Bloom from basically doing exactly that last season and I don't think they're going to let him do it this year I think Bloom's ass is on the line I think they're gonna if he's in a position to where he has to sell he knows he's Audi 5000 at that point he's gonna get canned and it's a tough spot to be in there, you look at what we need as well. We need at least one starting pitcher, maybe two. We need at least one bullpen arm, maybe two. We could probably use an adequate defensive first baseman. We could probably use a middle infielder. We might need a backup catcher. We are a mess. This team is a dumpster fire, and... There's no one or two moves that's going to get us any closer. You could go get Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers, and it's probably not going to be enough to get us there. It's I keep saying this is the Great Depression of Red Sox baseball, and that's exactly what it is. Heim Bloom is Herbert Hoover. <laughs> so I... I, I don't I'm not optimistic we're gonna do a wholesale fire sale, at least of the short term guys. And how many of them are even valuable? What are you really getting? Who's your biggest trade trip? I, I think it's Kenley Jansen. You could probably get something for him. You could probably get something from him. You you probably get maybe a little bit less for Chris Martin, but you're not getting any major hauls here. And that's my take. I, I, so I'll say this much. I don't know if you're going to get as much as you want for Kenley Jensen because he is on the hook for two years and 32 mil. Uh, at least next year he's getting 16 mil. Uh, he'd still be owed another eight for the second half of the year. Um, but I feel like this is what we just did. Trade several guys to get younger players and prospects. This team is clearly not going anywhere. That, that's what Bloom did. Bloom traded players to get prospects and younger guys. And guess what happened? we are a fifth place team for what feels like the umpteenth time in a row. So uh, that's not the, the best way to do it. You have to do a little bit of, of both. You have to get star players and you also have to build for the future. And then, you know, every couple of years as Terry has used the expression to refresh the chemistry, refresh the players and whatnot so that you can continue building an absolute juggernaut of a squad. 
The Red Sox are not able to do that because of, you know, injuries, players flaming out, not clicking. There's a lot of things going against the Red Sox, but I, I don't think that trading several guys to get younger players is going to all of a sudden make us a contender in the next three years. I just don't think that they have anybody that's worthy of trading any as well. I don't. I, I Again, it's if you go sell mode, and if you look back on last year with what they did with selling Vasquez and getting some prospects in return from that, I think what this fan who tweeted this takeout was was implementing, maybe I'm wrong, or trying to say, is you didn't get enough. If you're selling, go full out. That means you're unloading Justin Turner, you're unloading Verdugo, you're unloading Duvall, you're unloading whatever else, Jensen, uh, maybe Paxson if he comes back and does something. I don't see this happening, though. I'm going to take the side of Terry on this, and I don't see this ownership group allowing Bloom to say, everybody's for sale minus Raffy Devers. Go at it. Have fun. Do whatever you want. And the return back from this is, is this going to help the team long term? And I, I just don't think a full out sell does that. I don't. I think, I just think it's not something that's logical of what the Red Sox will end up doing. And also, you have to look at the fact how many trades has Heim Bloom won? Name a slam dunk trade. Do you guys, I mean, I, I in a perfect world, Bloom would be fired before the deadline even gets here. He's He's gotten destroyed on most of his trades. Uh, I was hoping the Christian Vasquez trade would would be one of his better ones. And in the last 15 days down in Worcester, Emmanuel Valdez is hitting 175. With a 195 on base. And he was hitting similar numbers in his last month or so uh, with the Red Sox before he got optioned back down. The, the incompetence is intense with Bloom. He's terrible. I'm just going down the list of, of trades this year and... Uh... Nothing crazy. I mean, the Adalberto Mondesi was one that I was really, really looking forward to. I've been on the record all season long saying how excited I was. Hasn't played a game yet. That one hurt. Uh, you know, granted, we didn't really give up too much. I think that was the, if I'm not mistaken, that was Josh Taylor trade, right? Wasn't that the one? That's that correct. Yeah, yeah, Josh Taylor. That was got the Josh Taylor move. Yep, so there's that one. You got Connor Seabold who got traded to Colorado, and then he proceeded to just make us look like children after loading up the bases in the first inning and then getting Devers to ground in to a double play and then got out of that inning unscathed. Um, I don't Matt know Barnes trade, means. the Matt Barnes trade for Richard Blair. So that was, that was a joke too. When was it? That wasn't 23 though. That was 22, right? I thought this was this off season, well, right? Yeah. It was this past winter. So technically, okay. Okay. Technically. Okay. Um, the one that's going to be in, in everyone's recent memories is uh, the the one where we got Jackie Bradley back. That's going to be the one that really pains us. We we get we got rid of Renfro, Renfro, and and we added Jackie Bradley. That's the one that really sucks. Um, but to your point, 
we've been striking out a lot more often as far as the strikeout or as far as the trades are concerned. We're just we're striking out left and right. It's just it's brutal. Anything else you want to add to that? Nope. All right, cool. Good. Uh, so for my first hot take, uh, this is from Brother Bob, Brother underscore Bob one three. They got lucky against the Yankees, but won't be able to carry that into October. Um, Brother Bob, thank you for your post. I appreciate your you taking the time to write a hot take. We're not going on. We're not going to be playing baseball in October. Um, they got lucky against the Yankees. The Yankees are garbage right now. They're, they're awful. They're so bad. And, and Terry on one of the most recent episodes mentioned about how the Yankees were last, if not dead last in every or most offensive categories. We didn't get lucky. They're just bad. That's it. It had nothing to do with luck. They're just bad. And, um, there was an opportunity, you know, I believe if I'm not mistaken, we won five out of six against the Yankees, right? Uh, let's see. Yes, correct. Because we, we swept one of them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, honestly, I don't think it was so much luck as it was just they're, they're just really bad. Um, but that, that's, that's my two cents. I mean, you just saw what happened against a team that's not in last place. We, we lost two out of three. So our team clearly has uh, some gaping holes, and we need to make some adjustments, or our team's going to continue being in some trouble. Uh, Nick, anything you want to add? Just as much as you said, the same things. I mean, the Yankees series that you thought, I had some friends that wanted to throw a parade because they swept the Yankees. Big whoopee freaking do. Like, the team is awful. You had no Aaron Judge. You got Josh Donaldson, who's hitting a buck 25. They got nothing. You got nothing. So I don't understand why people wanted to go and oh, let's raise the banner here. Here it comes. Get off your high horses, some of you people out there. Like, come back to real world like we're in and understand that this team isn't going anywhere. Look what you just did against Minnesota. That You should have won at least three or four. I was hoping for a sweep. That didn't happen. You go to Chicago, you get your ass handed to you, um, you're done. You're done. And now you're going home to play the Miami Marlins, who are one of the more exciting teams, at least right now, to watch with Luisa Rice and some other great talent that they have on their roster. I'm not feeling that high on this team for the Red Sox right now. Terry. October is a magical month and uh, the Red Sox just aren't, you know, they don't participate in October because of incompetence. Remember when you were doing bad in elementary school and, your teacher needed you to stay in at recess. That's the Red Sox right now. Like we don't get to participate in the month of October because we're just, we're just, you know, I it's it's been it's been so bad. If you Did want you magic the- in October, hire a magician. That's my take for the night. If you want magic in October, go hire yourself a nice magician. I feel like Terry just put the Boston Red Sox in timeout. <laughs> Like in school, like we don't participate in October. Like that's, that's a brutally honest hot take, but yeah, I mean, this is, it's been tough. It's been really hard, really hard. Uh, Nick, why don't you hit us with your uh, next hot take? It's 
Sorry, I had to find it on my sheet there after that lovely take from Terry. You had us all going on that. That was outstanding. Having having flashbacks to my my childhood sitting in the lunchroom. <laughs> there you go. Brandon Brandon Cross came in with this one. He goes, Brian Bayo will win a Cy Young in one of the next four seasons. Stood out to me the most. We've had we've been so high on the Brian Bayo train tonight and I'll, I'll absolutely jump on that train right there with it. I even will put it out there. I think he'll start an all-star game. If he continues on the path that he is right now with being as consistent as he's shown and continuing to show why he's going to be one of the more up-and-coming guys to have in your rotation and be your ace and an anchor, I like that I like that take quite a bit, and I, I could even see it maybe in the next two or three years instead of four. Let's see what he does. But I I feel very good about what we see right now in Brian Bale. In order for him to win a Cy Young, the, the strikeout rate has to come up. The The MLB writers, they love strikeouts, so we're going to have to see a little bit more of that. The good news is I don't think he's quite fully developed. You know, he's probably 80% of the way there, so... With a little bit of refinement, I think at a minimum, he's going to be a top five Cy Young guy perennially for a while. So, I mean, he's only, what, 23, 24 years old, if that. So he's he's got a long career ahead of him, and I, the, the sky's the limit. I absolutely agree. I think this is definitely uh, in the future, definitely in the cards. I personally love Brian Bayo. You guys already before he's been consistently in that circle of trust as far as someone that can definitely get the, you know, a stud ranking or a stud call for studs and duds. Absolutely. I'd love to see it within the next four years. I absolutely think this is a, I wouldn't call it a, a hot take cause I, I do find it to be relatively realistic. Um, but uh, not too much to add to that. Terry, I know you, uh, you have a, uh, another hot take coming up. What do you have? I'm bringing my own uh, for my second one. I, I've been doing this lately. And um, the Yankees uh, just today had a situation where Do- Josh Donaldson in the clubhouse walked into Aaron Boone's office and threw a 30-minute hissy fit because he was not in the lineup for the third day in a row. Now, Josh Donaldson's numbers are bad. Like the dude is completely washed. He's 36, 37 years old and his career is over and he just, he needs to accept that. And while he was going off in in Boone's office, Brian Cashman was also there. And the reason I'm pointing this out is I'd love to go on social media and laugh hysterically about this, but I can't because we're even more pathetic than the Yankees. And Heim Bloom has basically taken that away from us. Like we can't laugh at the Yankees and, you know, gloat at the fact that Cashman's only smart move ever was the Aroldis Chapman trade in which he got Glaber Torres back. That's literally the only move Cashman's made. He threw the Brinks truck at Cole, you know, is what it is. The Dodgers were the runners up in that. Cashman went an extra year. 
I'm not going to give him a ton of credit for that signing, but Cashman's been one of the worst GMs across the league. And ours is worse than him. <laughs> so it's uh just hasn't been fun. We haven't been able to play patty cakes with Yankees fans on Twitter because we'd have to look in the mirror before we did it. And we're the ones that keep finishing last. Agreed. Nick, anything you want to add? So Brian Cashman is living in the glory days. And as a Red Sox fan, I'm grateful because it means the Yankees are going to continue to be bad and bad and bad and bad and bad. I mean, if you think about it, the last championship they had was 2009. So they're living in the 1998s, the 99s, the 2000s, even 96. I'll give them, give them that from everything. But I still can't figure out why Brian Cashman is still there. I really can't. I can't. I think the only way the Yankees turn their whole – organization and philosophy and get back to a, a championship style team. They are as if Brian Cashman isn't there. So I'm grateful that he's there because, and I'm grateful that Aaron Boone is still there too, because it means that, Hey, there's still a chance for us Red Sox right now. So a little backstory on Cashman, Brian Cashman has been able to reap the benefits of being the long-term solution GM of the New York Yankees because of his father. So his dad and George Steinbrenner, the late George Steinbrenner, were pals, and he was directly connected to getting him a job with the Yankees. He was the assistant um, when they won in the 90s, and then he became the GM, and they won 98, 99, 2000. So he won four World Series in like a five, six-year run. Everyone thought, oh, my God, of course, like, this guy must be awesome. This is also the time when the Yankees were buying everything. They were buying all the best players. They were figuring out, okay, we only need one or two holes to plug, and we're good. And guess what? They were right because they won three in a row. It's the last team to win three World Series in a row. It probably won't happen again for a very long time, if ever. It just is, is unrealistic. But, Terry, recently you were talking about the fact that Brian Cashman could outlive not one, not two, not three, not four, but five potential heads of baseball operations for the Boston Red Sox. If that doesn't absolutely just blow your mind, I don't know what else would. And, and granted, Theo Epstein, he, he left on his own terms. He probably would have been able to – he probably would be here as long as he wanted to because he was able to break the curse and then a couple of years later do it again. But it's been a long time since we've won a World Series. It feels like – it doesn't feel like 86 years, but it sure as heck feels like a really, really long time. It feels longer than just five years. But that is why Cashman is still in New York. Cashman has bought a very, very long leash because at the end of the day, as disconnected as we may seem, as we may feel that Brian Cashman is, he still gets to say, I've won four World Series. How many of you won? And, and that's, that's the real big difference between Cashman and literally, literally, every other GM in baseball. And I'm not a Yankees fan, but that's, that's fact. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll leave it on that note. Um, anything else that either one of you guys want to add? Okay. Uh, so I've got one right here. This is from Jonathan Vankin. This is from at John Vankin, V-A-N-K-I-N. 
The Red Sox have at least one, possibly two lengthy 10-plus game winning streaks coming between now and the end of the season, meaning they will win at least 90 games and grab the third wild card slot. John, as I will say to you, as I did to the first person, thank you so much for taking the time to send us a hot take. I don't know if you're in the know. Chris Sale is done for a little while. We don't know when Tanner Houck is coming back. Brian Bayo is really our only starter that we can consistently count on. Uh, I don't know how long we're or Garrett Woodlock. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Our offense has completely fallen apart. Our closer, unfortunately, has been struggling as of late. Granted, some issues are his fault and some are just fielding woes. I don't know how the Red Sox can win 10 games in a row. We, we just saw a little streak. We were one of the hotter teams in baseball, but a lot of things were going our way. And we were also facing one of the worst teams in baseball that was statistically speaking the 29th, 30th, or 27th ranked team in Major League Baseball at a 30. So I would expect us to win those games because we're not that bad. That being said, the Red Sox are not winning 90 games. They're not winning at least 90 games. It, it's just not going to happen. If, if I could go back to our very, I have to go to our predictions episode because I don't recall what all of us had. So I'm actually going to recall what we all had. So Jason had 82. Cody had 82. I was at 78. Terry was at 74. Nick, I apologize you weren't on that episode, but I imagine... You- I was at 74. 74 as well as Terry. Okay. Yep. Giving you the benefit of the doubt, that would be giving you eight wins above Jason and Cody. Jason, who's a tenured member of our crew. Cody, a relatively new member of our staff. I don't see how we win 85 games, let alone 90. Not with the pitching staff woes because... We, we still don't know when what, – what was the verbiage they used for when Tanner Houck was going to come back at some point? <laughs> at some point by the end yeah. of the year, they hope he comes back. Yeah. Right. That's, that's awful to hear because that means we've lost not one but two of our, our starters that have the ability and capability of going six innings on a consistent basis. So that's not good for me. If you have those guys in there, yeah, sure, you might be able to get me to buy in. But we still don't know when Chris Sale's coming back. We still don't know if if Tanner Houck is coming back. So I struggle really I struggle really hard with that sentiment saying that we're going to get the third wild card spot. The Boston Red Sox as it stands right now are 40 and 39. We're in 5th place in the American League East, 13 games out, and we are 3 games behind the Toronto Blue Jays for the third spot. The Yankees are bad, the Toronto Blue Jays aren't that bad, and the Orioles hold the top spot. Guess who we still have to blow through? The Houston Astros. We have to pray Seattle doesn't figure it out. Cleveland doesn't figure it out. Oh, yeah, and the Los Angeles Angels, who have arguably the best player in Major League Baseball. I, I just don't know how we, we, we find a road to that. But that's my two cents. I'm going to step off the box. Uh, Nick, feel free to throw in your two cents before we give to Terry. I think I heard a little birdie chirp in my ear that said that John was the president of the Bluminati. I don't know if you guys heard that same little birdie. No, that's a different guy. (laughs) Oh, is that a different guy? Okay. Yeah. But it's, 
it's nice that people are confident and I, I like confidence and I like being optimistic and I like people who are positive with thinking the best is yet to come from these sort of visions that they have dreamers in a way, as we like to say, I can't understand for the life of me, why people can't use these two eyeballs that you have and watch what you see on a television screen or watch what you see at a ballpark and Come out with it and say, oh, everything's going to be fine. We're going to be good. Don't worry. We're going to go to October baseball. Don't. We're going to raise the banner. It's all going to be good. What are you people drinking? Seriously, what are you people drinking? It is absolute lunatic asylum at some of, some of these people. You, you can't. You got no sale. You got Paxton out with some knee thing. You got Hulk, who's probably going to be in the witness protection program for God knows how long, for how many months. You don't have a shortstop. Will Trevor Story come back? Will Tristan Casas field a ground ball? Who's your catcher? Who's your, who's your who's pitching? Who's coming out of the bullpen? That's what you have for your Boston Red Sox for 2023, folks. And you want to be happy with Heim Bloom from all that? Hey, you 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 toot your own horn. You do you. You be as happy as ever with being a last place finishing team and being home once again in October when it matters. Sorry, John. I just call it as it is. Probably you're a nice person and all, but that take right there. Good God. Terry. John. That's my middle name, by the way. Here's the bad news. Um, Name a season this whole century. This is the 23rd year of the century where the Red Sox have been around 500 and staged an epic comeback and then heroically surged into the postseason. It's never happened. We've never had a second half of the season surge. We've either cruised in won the division handily, and then the World Series, or we've barely limped in and and nearly blown it. That happened in 2017, and then the Astros crushed us. Granted, they were cheating. Uh, 2021, uh, around the start of July, we had like a seven or eight game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. Very nearly blew it. We had to sweep the Washington Nationals uh, to make it in. Uh, to the postseason we've never had a second half comeback and nothing about this roster screams second half comeback you got a bullpen that's just barely barely treading water you've got a starting rotation that's essentially in shambles you got a, a lineup here that can't beat any of the dumpster fires in, in major league baseball Look at our record against the National League Central, the Pirates, the Reds. Uh, I'm forgetting a team in there. Uh, at least one more we've been swept or nearly swept. We've got, we're just, we're playing pathetically. And uh, we're not going to, we're not going to make the, the playoffs. I'm sorry. Sorry, John. There's never been an episode where it has started in the middle or ended with so-and-so 
here's the bad news. Every single time I hear that, I know it's going to be an epic rant by you, Terry. It's not even like a little epic. It's always epic. And I don't know what's my favorite, to be completely honest. But facts are facts. And at the end of the day, I mean, I've used this expression a lot. Numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. People do. And our team right now, sorry, it, it's, it's just not good enough. We're not good enough. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Nick, anything else you want to add? Uh, just we should probably do an, uh, a, a call to John tomorrow to make sure that he's still uh, surviving and doing okay because we absolutely <laughs> torturized the poor man tonight. I'm yeah. sorry, John. But John, it's, oh it's boy. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the the positivity and the the kind thoughts here about the Red Sox, but right now we just we mean no harm, John. We mean yeah, no, no harm. Nothing against you. It's just the team is struggling. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for all of us here tonight. We want to thank all of our loyal listeners and to our first time listeners as well. We appreciate all of you. Everyone have a great night. Take care.